Today's Egg Spotlight is sponsored by Focus Management. Old structures, methods, and approaches can't keep up with the pace of change that's upon us, nor the speed of response and adaptation that's needed to do better than merely survive. We must move with the times. And so, for these times, Focus Management has created Rapid Agile Deployment, an online, virtual, short-cycle planning and deployment process. For more information, go to focusmanagement.ca. Hi, and welcome to North American Egg Spotlight. I'm Chrissy Wozniak. I'm pretty excited about today's interview with the founder of Magnetic, which is your five-minute news fix for all things agriculture, business, policy, and tech. Twice a week for free. I would like to welcome Indianapolis native Travis Martin. Welcome, Travis. Hey, Chrissy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you here. I subscribed to Magnetic Egg a few months ago, and personally, personally, I love what you guys are doing. So can you tell me a little bit more about the weekly or uh, bi-weekly or t- bi-weekly, but twice a week email? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So um, I'm a I'm a farm kid at heart, grew up in the industry. So Magnetic Ag um, was an idea that has kind of come over uh, several years now, actually, um, all the way back to, I guess I would say, when I was a freshman or a sophomore in college at Purdue University. Um, and, and the idea really came actually, Christy, from other newsletters sort of out in the stratosphere. Um, I've been a reader of their, these very quick, um, interesting business reads such as the morning brew or the hustle that are geared more towards a a tech or business type young professional. Um, and really I'd been reading those and thinking, man, I wonder if that exists for the industry, the ag industry specifically, And really, after a lot of research and kind of looking through all the different uh, media outlets, as well as, um, you know, several folks um, in our industry who are kind of putting out their own content, I couldn't find anything that fit that niche. And so, you know, with a global pandemic, you tend to have a little bit more downtime. And I thought, you know what, let's give this a go. So uh, back in early November, actually, I sent uh, the first test one out to just a small handful of friends. And it's uh, blown up pretty quickly. So in about two months, we're at 2,000 readers, and um, it's it's resonating. I think it's a it's a great news source for people who one want um, a lot of information, kind of packed up in a in a punch, you know, and and gives them something to scan really quickly in the morning before they go off to work. Um, but I think the other piece is we also, to your point, we focus on all things agriculture. So um, we're not specific to one niche of the industry. Um, we try to really play off this idea of there's so many things that are interconnected, right? So um, as you look at commodity prices, that might affect, you know, there might be things related to the commodity, but then that might affect other commodities and feed prices and inputs and so on and so forth down the line. And so um, I think people like that. I think our industry is full of people who are just very passionate and like to advocate on its behalf. And, and so I think that's why it's, it's resonating. Right. Yeah. And what I love so much is the simplicity, right? I I have a marketing company and I'm constantly saying that if a message isn't clear and simple, people will not read it. So Mm -hmm. you guys have done a great job in making agriculture news bite-sized and easily consumable. And so did you do this on purpose? I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was it was definitely a thought. And again, right, I'm I'm mimicking models I've seen in in other industries. Um, but it was definitely something that I myself and it sounds like you two were looking for, right? It's it's helping you better get a broad scope of what's going on. And then when you have interest, right, all of the sources there for you. So 
Um, I often tell people, you know, my job, um, and I'm working with a small group of people now, this is kind of a, a collective side hustle, um, is, is that we're really ultimately just trying to be really, um, really helpful curators of content. Um, because we've already got a lot of really strong media brands in our industry that put out a lot of really good content. We're just trying to really create it or condense it, I should say, um, and then also make it a little fun, right? And make it something that um, you enjoy and you look forward to in the morning. Yeah, that's it. I know I, you always get everything is not uh, not sarcastic, but it's just kind of quippy. If it's something negative, you kind of make not fun, but you make right. it fun. And I, and I really appreciate that. It, you know, puts a smile on, on my face whenever I'm reading it. And, and I think that's really important right now. And, um, and yeah, just, you have so many different areas that you're covering that it feels like you're getting a really good review of where we're at. Yeah, that's that's the goal. You know, I think one thing um, and you you said it well in your intro um, and when we speak to all things ag, right, it's it's yes, it's definitely things going on in the markets. Um, it's agribusiness news. So what are the large ag companies as well as the, the ag tech startups doing? Um, and then I think also there's a policy piece, too. Right. So what are the things coming out of Washington, D.C. or other, um, you know, countries across the world that are influencing kind of the whole value chain? And that's kind of the, the trajectory um, as we curate all that content to make sure that we're, we're touching all those pieces. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So what's your background in agriculture? You said you went to Purdue? Yeah. So I'm, I'm from Northern Indiana. Um, I grew up in a, a big family of pork producers. So, um, you know, growing up, I was very active in FFA and 4-H as well. And so got a really broad, um, a lot of broad exposure to, to industry and I uh, went to Purdue University. I studied um, in the Ag Econ department. And then from there, kind of I've crisscrossed across the industry a little bit. So I came out of school um, and worked kind of in more traditional corporate ag. So I spent time at Dow Agri-Sciences, which would now be Corteva, obviously. Um, and then um, a lot of my career was then at Elanco Animal Health. Um, and from there, I kind of got the itch to go into the startup world. And so for the past several years, I've been working with kind of a wide array of ag and ag tech organizations, basically in a, in a variety of kind of strategy and marketing roles, as a lot of them are trying to scale. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you, you definitely have that entrepreneur itch. Have you always had that? Have you always kind of known? You know, I had a conversation with someone recently about this on a, a separate podcast. Um, you know, it's funny. So a lot of these groups that I've worked for um, over the past several years that are startups or scale ups, um, they didn't exist when I graduated from college six and a half years ago. Right? right. So I think that goes to speak to how fast our industry is moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't even think I knew when I graduated college, there would be opportunities like this or that I would be working in a capacity like I am today where I, I don't have a full-time employer and I have my hands in a variety of really interesting projects. Um, but I think it's a fun, fun place to be. I personally really enjoy it. And it's also allowing me to engage with a really interesting group of people that are doing some really cool things. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. So who is your target audience with Magnetic Egg? Yeah, we we definitely are. We welcome anyone who is interested in a, in a new news source, um, but we definitely have our niche. So um, much like my um, inspirations to start it that were not in ag, but in general business media are focused towards a younger demographic. That's definitely where the majority of our readers are. So um 
you know, we have most of our folks sit somewhere between 24 and 35 years old. Um, and then we're actually this um, spring going to be launching a college ambassador program. Um, mm-hmm. Just knowing kind of to my, what I noted earlier, um, you know, this is something I wish I had when I was an ag student, um, you know, 10 years ago now. And, and so as I think about that, I think, um, you know, let's, let's make sure the students know this is available. Um, And so we'll have uh, several campus ambassadors across a lot of the land grant universities that have a college of agriculture, um, Mm -hmm. just spreading to their peers as well as faculty and staff that, you know, this is sort of a new um, ag, you know, resource for them. And it was built kind of with them in mind. Um, So that'll be another target market that I think, um, you know, we'll we'll hopefully pick this up pretty quick. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's um, really great ambition there to involve the the youth as they're coming out and, and to your point too, about how fast everything has changed in the last few years, it, it has been really amazing. And even now, just in one year, almost a year, everyone's had to pivot. Right. So it's really good to have people at the forefront that are, that are being brave with it all, I guess. Yeah. And sure. On that note too, what do you think is the biggest challenge that our industry faces now in your opinion? Yeah, no, it's a very, really good question. Um, and I scan and look at so much news now that, um, you know, I think I'd have, you think I'd have one solid answer, but I don't know if there is one. Um, you know, I think it goes, it goes back to kind of almost the strength is a little bit of our weakness, right? We're, we're very um, interdependent as a value chain, right? So there's lots of players. Um, as you think about kind of, on-site, on-farm production, and all the way to the consumer. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think when we think about innovation and the challenges there, um, there's just a lot of business models um, and a lot of relationships that have never really been developed before because the value chain is usually so segregated, right? You're either a producer, a processor, or a consumer, or I guess, and then you've got food retail in there as well that then gets to the consumer. And so I think it's sort of these new dynamics where people are having to kind of reveal their playbooks a little bit to work across the table um, in order to, you know, either use data to be more efficient or uh, create more transparency, you know, or as you think about, you know, consumer insights, transferring that all the way back to the farm, whether it's, um, you know, real crop or livestock. Um, there's, there's just a lot of avenues there that I think have to be explored. And, and that's a challenge because our industry just isn't necessarily used to working across an entire value chain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then what do you think are the opportunities then? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see in the next several years, the companies that are either, you know, some of them are are purchasing each other or creating strategic partnerships. Um, I think the folks that really start to own the whole value chain are, are going to be winners. So as you start to see, you know, there's groups like Costco and even Walmart with their um, new beef value chain kind of um, project. There's a variety of these companies that are starting to understand that um, they've, they've got to be in play at all times. And rather than just being each other's produce or you know suppliers or buyers, they've they've got to work kind of hand over hand to to make it valuable for everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's exciting. Right. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I think I think it it pre- presents a lot of opportunity. Then also for as I think about readers of Magnetic, um, you know, if if I'm a young person and I'm in college. Um, it kind of opens you up to a new world of potential employers, right? I mean, as you think about Costco building their own, um, you know, chicken production supply chain, I mean, who would have ever thought, I don't think I would have thought as an ag student, you know, 10 years ago that a company like Costco would be a potential employer. 
um, or the variety of other companies that come out of those sort of partnerships that focus on maybe very specific parts um, of that supply chain. So, so I think it just makes it a really exciting time for the industry um, and for anyone in the industry who's interested in, in exploring kind of what the next kind of level is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree with you there. Uh, so how does the North American egg audience get, um, get access to magnetic egg? Can you tell them that? Yeah. Yeah. So folks can just go to magneticag.com. And once they're there, they just sign up and they'll be on the list to receive it every Tuesday and Friday morning. Awesome. So one more question. What lays ahead for you? So what are your dreams and what do you personally want to accomplish? Yeah, I have a lot of uh, ideas in mind. Um, But I think, you know, from a high level um, is to continue to engage with just the really interesting um, group of peers and leaders in our industry um, as they kind of think about the the next, uh, you know, couple decades and and what that looks like for the the future of food production. Um, you know, as myself personally, you know, I want to be engaged in in a marketing communication strategy kind of way going forward. And so um I just I want to be involved uh with the right people in the right place at the right time. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. That's awesome. Well thank you so much for joining me today, Travis. And thanks to everybody who's watching. And if you want to subscribe to Magnetic Egg, the links will also be in the bio below. So have an awesome day. Thank you so much. The way we conduct business in agriculture has endured a drastic change. Our handshake industry has traditionally been face-to-face, but with the cancellation of in-person events and farm shows, everyone has had to adapt, from farms to manufacturers to service providers. With a dizzying array of marketing and digital business choices, you need to make the right decisions or risk not being seen at all. If you need advice or a customized plan for your business, don't hesitate to reach out to me at chrissywozniak.com or chrissy.info because that's easier to spell. Don't risk not pivoting your business. Find the path that will take you into the digital space and be seen by our industry. Fastline Auctions, the ultimate destination for online farm equipment auctions. Looking to list equipment? Fastline Auctions knows farmers, and farmers have trusted Fastline for their equipment needs for over 45 years. With unmatched digital reach and direct-to-farmer catalogs, they can find the right buyer for your equipment. Not to mention, they have the industry's lowest commission rates. And if you're looking for equipment to buy, you can bid with confidence. No buyer premiums, no reserves, just integrity. Fastline Auctions, your trusted platform for hassle-free, cost-effective farm equipment auctions. Visit fastline.com for more information. You can join us for a tour of the Fastline Auctions platform July 13th at 6.30 p.m. To register for this webinar, go to northamericanag.com slash fastline hyphen webinar. That's northamericanag.com slash fastline hyphen webinar to register now.